I am unashamed. What about you? So what's the uh, report today? What was the today was frustration the, day? The hunt life. Yeah, frustration day. <laughs> we we've been, you know, we were killing twenty five a day, and uh, then we went eight, nine. Well, today is eight. So you're like, well, they didn't show, but today was professional. We needed if, if we had a line full of. Professionals, you're correct. Because you had some, I, I, you had I, some guests today. Well, we did have guests, but they weren't the problem. Which I didn't know what the problem was because I wasn't in an arguing mood today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's maybe the most surprising thing I've heard so far. Surprising. <laughs> so what happened was at daylight we got this full moon we're trying to deal with. At daylight we saw way more ducks, and this hole we had gone to, we. we had already a 24 and a 23. Well, at daylight, we look up, and, I mean, there's there's a few ducks, two two little bunches of mallards, mm-hmm. and we haven't been seeing much, but what we see, they come in. Well, they got to the last two seconds of the circle about three times and wouldn't come in. They, and so it's the first little mini argument was Phil's like, well, we should have shot them, which is, you know. Hindsight. Now that they left, <laughs> we was trying, I was trying to get them all in. Sure. But they've been, I've been watching the ducks. So I didn't know what happened. But then about five minutes later, I heard Phil and Cy having the banter was going back and forth. So they, I guess they were in arguing mate. <laughs> and I didn't realize the invisible man Uh-oh. was standing up oh, while all those, because the first 30 <laughs> we minutes. We should have talked about this with Cy yesterday, this you know, I, I would have said that. you can't spell invisible without <laughs> that's that's right. But he, uh, Cy was standing up during the first 30 minutes. Well, that's when the ducks flew. It was over after 30 minutes. We could have left. And so we didn't, I mean, we shot eight, but I felt like we should have had 20. Yep. So what I did, this is how I respond. I just, I wasn't in the mood for getting angry. <laughs> I didn't know what, and then I heard that, and our guests, they cooked cinnamon rolls in the blind, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They they took the fire, and he had this contraption. And Hot food in a cold duck blind is yeah. like, there's nothing better. So that made me feel better. Yeah. But what made me feel the best was after the hunt was over, they said, what are you doing? Because I went the opposite direction, like not coming toward to pick everybody up. And I cut as much brush as my rig would hold. And where Cy stands, the next time he, because Cy had already left. Yeah. The next time he gets in that blind, he's going to say, what happened? Did a tree fall here? So So you're just out of, you're just going to set an argument. You're just going to cover him up. You know what? If you want to stand up, you can do it now. Good luck shooting through this, but. I don't think Cy is strong enough at this stage of his life to actually undo what I did. I, I literally true. took the top of an overcup tree and just put it where he stands. <laughs> oh, I did brush that the rest be of the blind. Me going just to see his reaction yeah. when he goes in there. I brushed the rest of the blind because as, as the guy who picks where to go in the setup, yeah. today we didn't have many opportunities, but we should have done way better. And we we the blind was not brushed in size defense as well because it's the third time we hunted just the wear and tear of it. Yeah. 
The wind had gotten up yeah. somewhere in there in the well, brush. Well, you had about a 20-mile-an-hour northwest wind this last 25, yeah. maybe. So yeah. That's why I said it was not a professional brush job, so I, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. I should have done that before we hunted. Mm. But it's hard to see before daylight. We right. haven't been there in a few days. Right. So, you know what? <laughs> we'll get them tomorrow. I'll make a few adjustments and we'll back at them. Well, hats off to Jace. He's he's looking at his own, how he factors in there, just being the team yeah. player. I mean, I'm going to win. Because <laughs> turned to Mr. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stone now, wasn't there today, I've so maybe that. that was one of the reasons why you were more positive. It helps yeah. when he's away from Stone. It, it That's helps. right. Because he's, he's – y'all, y'all kid about me being negative, but I'm positive. <laughs> but when I'm that close <laughs> to Jay, it seems like that end of the blind is negative because Jay is negative enough. Enough for both of us. <laughs> it's like two two prickly things rubbing against each other with them two. Jay is becoming more spiritual, which is good news. Yeah, it is. It is. He's kind of had a, a real awakening here yeah. lately, which has been a good thing. Family, very, family it, issues. Yeah, very raising, introspective. Raising, raising teenage girls. Woo, I'm telling you, Jay's I knows. thank the, law, the Almighty every day that he, he gave me boys <laughs> instead of girls. Well, I don't t- believe I could have disciplined <laughs> girls. I, I don't know what that One thing about girls. I can't see myself, I you know what I'm saying? My mom, observation is because yeah. I was a teenager, that I raised girls. Obviously, you know, I've seen a lot of boys raised. Teenage girls, in my observation, are way meaner in general to each other than teenage boys are. Really? Oh, yeah. They're meaner. I mean, they, they cut to the quick with each other, and they shame each other terribly. And boys hmm. are not like that. Your boys tend to we'll fight. I mean, your boys will kind of yeah. fight. But then once it's over, it's your buddies, you know? I mean, you, you don't really have That's a true. problem with them after know. that. Will and I did. We we did a lot of fighting. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't get over it until you got grown. Well, we were right close together. But I don't know. You had boys and girls. I mean, that's my observation is – <clears throat> the reason it's so hard when they're teenagers, especially when they hit that first freshman, when they're going with the older girls, especially. I mean, there was friction there. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it, I, I saw it with my kids, too, and it's really hard for them to adjust. It's, and if you're sheltered at all, it had been used to that. Well, they turned out well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think the word you're looking for is drama. A lot of drama. It is. For a lot of different reasons. So, I mean... So Stone is figuring that out for the first time, you know, and the first time you have conflict, it's it's difficult. My biggest problem with my daughters now, I guess, is like with my boys, when we had an issue or we needed to talk, I'd take them hunting. I think that's your point. Well, you know, my daughter, she's gone a couple of times. She doesn't like it. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? Well, the other night, she's playing soccer this year, and... You know, I said, let's go kick the soccer ball. I mean, I I, I just kind of wanted to do it anyway, you know. So we went out and made a goalie deal at the yep. garage. And I hadn't seen them in a while anyway. And uh, which turned out to be pretty funny because I ba- we basically destroyed by everything the way, in the garage. <laughs> yeah, by the way, one of, your, one of our listeners, uh, uh, how do you guys fight the temptation – of hunting becoming idolatry in your life uh, for the last 50 years, I guess, 45, 40 to 50 years, we use that as a great tool for the kingdom. There's right. been many, many converted from duck blind uh, instruction. Oh, yeah. Biblically speaking. Well, and that's what really. He's thinking, you know, if, you, if you're in the duck blind, 
where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be there. But you he, know, he's he thinking. Got he's thinking. Well, well, they, if if you if you don't go to church, all right, which is not in the Bible. But in his defense, do you know where he got this question? I don't know. This came from a sermon that he heard that I've heard many times <laughs> about a preacher getting up there and railing against people who are hunting while the service is going on. Of course, I'm like. They're not here. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Love us. Love on us. Don't. Well, that, you, the old, you know preachers, I, the old preachers hoping they'll get the word of what happened when they weren't there. So well, as a guy I really like, I like his preaching. I won't name him, but he used to, when he, he, he'd do this, you know how preachers are, Al. They have the same little go-to in the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. They list their things that you need to stay away from. But he he would always include hunting as like the basically what that question says, you know if you're if you'd rather be hunting than you know in here well you know the people that are visiting don't know Jesus yet you lost him because yep. he would rather be hunting than than hearing this that that's just honest truth. What I would say is I think Phil's on to it. I think when you ask a question like that, you're looking at it. From a church building, a God department life, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think whatever you do, whether word or deed, you do it with all your heart. Jesus came up there to the fishermen. He didn't say quit fishing. He he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, guess what? They stayed on the water the whole time for the next three years. They was out there catching fish, and he wasn't opposed to fishing. There was no talk about, hey, now let me tell you, we got to be in that synagogue. So They met on Saturdays, didn't they? (laughs) On Saturday. (laughs) It just wasn't that. You seem like if it would have been that big a deal to come up in the Gospels at some point, no mention of it. So I think what it means, and and y'all, I've told y'all this story before. I think it was a long time ago in the podcast. One of the most spiritual person I know, or spiritual people I know, he invented the uh, trout magnet. He told me, we were fishing. He took me trout fishing for the first time. It's like a year ago. And we were talking about a brother who has quit, who has stopped meeting with the brothers. And now, this is a totally different situation. If you're not showing up, that's not good. Nobody's in support of that. Right. If you look up and there's been a year and you haven't opened the door of a, any church building, that, that's a bad sign. Would y'all agree? Agree. Yep. Totally different issue. So we're talking about him. But then he brought up John, because I told you he's one of the most spiritual people I know. Uh, he brought up John, what is it, 21, about the fish when Jesus was at, he caught the 153. I love that there's a number there. Yep. Counted them. And then he Without said, "Without any busting any, 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 any lie, any, any of the yeah, mesh, the, mesh. the net." But I a, feel like it's hard to do. Catch like, that many fish. I feel like saying the number is more impressive because everybody who fished, they're like, "How many did you get?" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I got a few. How many?" One hundred and fifty-three. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, right. I, that's a big deal to me. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> That could be two. Yes. We got them. So 153. So he threw that in for the fishermen. But then he asked Peter, do you love me more than these? And he's going through the story while we're fishing. And he said, who do you think he's talking to when he said, do you love me more than these? And I said, 
I've never really thought about it. I thought it was the other disciples. And he said, well, it may be. But when I asked myself this question about it being the fish, the 153 fish laying there, he said, there was a time in my life where I loved fishing more than I loved Jesus. That's and he true. said, he said that nobody told me that in a sermon. My wife didn't tell me. My kid, I had no experience. I just asked myself that question one day. Do you do you and, love me more than these? Yeah, which is he interesting. Said, do you from love a fisherman's me? perspective? He was studying, and he said, "I asked myself that question." And he said, "So I made a vow to God." He said, "I didn't go make a sign and get on the street corner and tell everybody <laughs> what I was doing." He said, "But I decided to pull my boat out of the water and park it until that thesis changed." He said, it took almost three years. I said, really? He said, even though I was free to do it, I was headed down the right path. He said, but the next time I launched my boat, and from that point till right now at this second, I love Jesus way more than this. Hmm. So it was very touching. And I thought, here's a guy who no wonder he's he's one of the more spiritual people I know. Now, having said that, when he takes people fishing, guess what he does? Talks about Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, look, if he's not at the church building on Sunday morning, I'm not saying I can't believe he's out there fishing. Oh, I know what he's doing. What he does Monday through Saturday is more critical. Well, I think what he does, even if he went (laughs) fishing on Sunday morning, now some people, they'll have to pull their truck over to hearing that. But to me, if you're a team player and you're part of the body and you're functioning and you have a you know, a fishing date with somebody, which we we both believe that it's God-arranged meeting here, mm-hmm. and you're sharing Jesus with somebody, I, I would say hallelujah, not hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this, this doesn't count. Let's take a break. So everybody's uh, always talking about gift ideas this time of year, something you can get unique. Uh, and one of the things that's happened <clears throat> this past year is – um, more guns have been purchased. In fact, it's hard to find ammunition now because so many guns have been purchased because basically people are like, well, I don't know that the government is in some places. America is going to protect me and my family. So I'm basically going to have to do that myself, which we've, that's been our whole life. I mean, we, we, as dad famously said, he is nine one one down here. Cause yeah. if you waited for somebody to show up to save you here, you'd be in- too late. Serious trouble. So uh, one of our sponsors is the iTarget Pro, uh, which is we've talked about this before. And, and Cole set up his phone on here, and so this is I think this is a two two twenty three that I'm. So this is basically what you're doing. You're shooting uh, targets at this uh, target practice here in in your own home. Now, obviously, there's no bullet, but you got this laser bullet, and then it's going to register on the app. And it's going to tell you how good you're doing. They took yeah. off on the number one philosophy in shooting, <clears throat> aim small, miss small. Exactly. So you may want to check these guys out. This would make a great gift for somebody that uh, may be a new gun owner uh, that needs to get uh, get their practice in. Basically, if you if you go there, uh, itargetpro.com, that's I, the letter I, targetpro.com, use the offer code Phil, you're going to save 10% and you're going to get free shipping. Uh, when you check out. So itargetpro.com. Use the code Phil. No, I think you're right, Jason. And I think that's the, the motivation. That's why I'm glad you brought it up, Dad, because last time we talked about 
you know, joy and happiness and the difference between the two and what it means to be Christ-centered and how that the question about the pandemic and how do you deal with stuff. And I think this is an extension of that. You're, this is a part of your life. It, hobbies are what you enjoy doing. And you, you had that verse, you know, from Hebrews that talked about we, we should have enriching lives and things we enjoy to do. There's there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I mean, Jesus, called, but but you are who you are in that moment. And whether we're on the golf course, Jason, on the golf course with somebody or you're in a duck blind or whatever, we're still sons of the Almighty. We're always looking for an opportunity to bless What's people. What's so stupid? You know? Like, I mean, the reason I would never be a paid preacher is because, like, I, you hear people talk. I mean, Al, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. I'm not a paid preacher. Well, but you were for a few <laughs> I years. I was for 20 But it's like, because the members, if they drive by and they see a preacher playing golf on Monday, well, what do they say? Well, I tell you what. Now, we're paying this guy, and he's out here on a dang golf course while I'm going to work. Oh, it's worse if you, you know. pay on Sunday, Jay, Sunday afternoon. Because well, that, that's like a, a – you know, the old school guys are like, oh, no, you can't play golf on Sunday. That's, but here's my that's point. the Lord's day. Now, what if you're out there <laughs> I said every day and you're sharing day. Jesus with a guy or because you don't know the context. But all I'm saying is, and I'm making that up, but we, we know how that works. Yeah. It, it's like it, if it doesn't fit people's minds, they don't like it. They gripe about it. And – so to me, the answer to the question is, it comes down to the a heart thing between you and God. And I think you use what you love to further what you love more, yeah. which is pointing people to God in Jesus. And look, we've shared, how many people have we shared Jesus with oh. while hunting or fishing? I've, look, I've, I've, I've moved the decoys <laughs> out and, and removed the debris and tell them to strip off their clothes <laughs> like you came out of your mother. And I said, well, walk out there, and I'll baptize you boys right now. And they're like, are you serious? I said, yeah. <laughs> and one thing's for sure I found out, Al, they never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Look, in the dead of wintertime, yeah, I said, baptism, we got a heater. The we building, have heat but... in the blind. You come back and warm up, get your warm clothes <laughs> back on, and all your sins will be removed. You'll be amazed on how much better you feel. <laughs> and after it's all over, they call me up several times after that. They say, you know what? That really was the most amazing thing I've ever participated in. Well, tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow I have a guy who I've hunted with and seen him in few years but he sent me a text and he he's taking a guy hunting in the military he was a colonel he has cancer and they're like they're only giving him a few weeks to live and so him and some of his military buddies are on a hunt and he knows who we are and whatever so this guy was like is there any way you know he can meet you i said why don't we do this because they're hunting tomorrow i said let's schedule uh because we pray before we hunt I said, let's just do your blind and our blind in the morning, and I, I, I think that'll bless everybody. And we have a couple guests tomorrow, so what are they going to be thinking? They don't know this is fixed to happen. I guarantee you that probably has never happened to the guests we'll have tomorrow. They're like, what are we, do, what are we doing? <laughs> and, you know, here's a guy. Because we, 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 offer, we offer prayer for the hunt, for safety, for, I mean, that's just part of our being out well, there, just which a again few day, is, yeah, yeah, a few days ago, we had that prayer, and one of the guys, you know, hunting with us was like, literally, Here lately, had, had we've tears. been praying that yeah. he'd send more ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That's that's a good prayer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, 
I think you have to put it in the context. Of course, you're saying, well, you're a duck hunter. Well, yeah. I love duck hunting. I'm going to take up for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take up for people who duck hunt, you know. And But you don't love it more than you love God. I don't love it more than I love You don't kids. love it more than you love your wife and children. No. I mean, I mean look. This people pal- have to remember we, we build, we make devices that sound like <laughs> well it is part of our birds yeah. right and so we it's a skill set and we've made devices that sound like the birds you're trying to entice it's part of our business it's but see uh, when some I t- people they they you know you, you, the text is pretty simple uh four-footed animals you know, birds of the air, you know, the fish of the sea, arise, kill, and eat. Well, at some point. you got to love <laughs> Jesus is the image of the invisible God more than you love that verse. That's right. I think yeah. that's what they're Well, asking. and yeah. so so that, the way I tell the story, when I tell the story about how, how our business got started, it wasn't, I mean, you loved to hunt when you were not a Christian, but you didn't know how to make a living and build a business until you became a son of God, That's until you right. got the clarity. So I always say Christ came first. Therefore, our whole business and our growing up, Jason and I and, and our brothers, none of it, it was always based on a first decision for God yep. and then a business that grew out of that. That's so right. I think we've always seen it in the proper perspective, even though we've loved it. I've never loved I mean, hunting. It's a great question. I just think God. the key point is to... Don't put yourself in a legal type situation where you feel like you're checking all the boxes of being legally correct in front of God. And so, therefore, you can just go do whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather somebody be on a lake on Sunday morning sharing Jesus than somebody being a church building on Sunday, but who was living like the devil the night before and is saying, well, I was at church. The pattern well, usually too, is. What are you going to go with? Well, we hunt true. on Sunday mornings. We hunt about with with the. Uh, we'll hunt about nine, and uh, we meet where we're going. It, we don't meet till ten thirty. Right. But we hunt about nine nine thirty. Well, let's go meet with the brothers' boys. Right. And we'll. we'll go I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's we'll, we'll just come on out of the off the premises and off we go yeah. meet with the brothers. But it's not like a legal thing. And then, right. and then sometimes during the year. I speak there, so. Right. And then I Jason and I there. usually speak on the other. So a lot of times, if the weather's not quite right or whatever, you won't even go Sunday. So ah, we're, just gonna, right. we're just going to. Yeah, we didn't go last rest. Sunday. Right. And, and look, and it was a good day. It, yeah. But, I mean, we just didn't go. But the week before, they started flying later. But I knew uh, Tommy. Was that the week before when he when he spoke on the crucifixion? Yeah, I, mean, was I was like, I'm, yeah, I was like, I'm 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 going to hear that. <laughs> so I mean, it didn't. Now that day, I wouldn't have duck hunted, right? Anywhere because that was something that you know. Here's a guy who I've heard speak on that before. I'm like, I'm going to be sitting there hearing him talk about Jesus mm-hmm. on a cross. I, I'm just going. I'm, I'm going to be there. That's a higher priority. It wasn't like I felt like I had to be there. I wanted to be there, right? Yep. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It, it's a that's well. And I would say for me now that I've kind of been in the role of preaching from two different perspectives, there's no doubt about it. I'm enjoying it way better not working for the church, just from a preaching perspective, because all those things you mentioned earlier, you get so inward bubble thinking. I mean, I, I was preaching those sermons at some mm-hmm. point in my life, you know, trying to rail against people that weren't there yeah. because you're. Everything becomes about what happens in that building, 
And you just, it's, it's hard it's for pastors a, yeah. and preachers not to it's stay hard. locked in there. Now I'm on the outside. I don't work there. So I don't do day-to-day church work like yeah, I used to. But it, it's, it's very freeing for me. Cause now well, I just you feel know like, me. You know, I've, had, I've talked to so many leaders because I have a bad habit about not being able to be quiet about it. <laughs> but I'll tell them. I'm like, don't rail on the people who are not here. It's like if you present Jesus in a powerful, loving way, you don't have to worry about people showing up. They'll right. they'll, they'll be here because right. they'll or, want to. Or repenting because yeah. that's what causes people to change their life is when you look yeah. at what he's what he's done. Try we that with about, your wife. Just order everything done. We have about. <laughs> Let six me know or, how that works out. We have about six or seven groups of you folks that are coming down to visit us this Sunday. Well, I wouldn't miss that for anything. Yeah, they're all coming down. They want me to baptize them. We, they, yeah, they're, they're, we, they we, listen to what we're saying. We meet podcast. people every week. That Keep come it simple to come and check it out, either where you are, Dad, or where we are. And yeah. I love that. I, I love that this thing is impacting, and the podcast is is a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, doing that. Uh, yeah. Let's take another break. I know when you start talking about buying underwear, you're like underwear. <laughs> what what are we? <laughs> This was recommended to me by you. Yep. Tommy John underwear. Yep. And it's a thousand times better. <laughs> when I was a kid, if if we would have had Tommy John underwear, no Murphy's. <laughs> that would have ended no Murphy's. <laughs> when they somebody comes along and pulls your drawers up. Yeah, when we know. were kids, look, about half the fights that started <laughs> started from someone giving the other a Murphy. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you didn't know that. Well, another good thing about Tommy John, Jace, is not just the underwear, which are awesome, but even their loungewear, pajamas, stuff like that. Great gift idea. They have men's and women's. So that's what we need to get Missy, some Tommy John women's loungewear, which would be really good. I'll, let, I'll take care of that. It's getting all right. awkward. You, get, you, you work <laughs> on that. So here's what you do, Jace. It's no risk. Tommy John's has got their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. You get the pair of these. If you don't like it, they'll buy it back, but, but, but you're not going to send it yeah, back. you won't send it back. So you go to TommyJohn.com slash Phil, and you get $20 off Anything that you buy on their website, which is great. So there's $20 off for the limited time, tommyjohn.com slash Phil, and you can see their site for details. They should start a new campaign, No Murphys. I was going to do one question that I got. One, The question I got was, I don't know if y'all saw this or not. It was a good question. When we had talked about before about I had done an illustration. I don't know if you remember where I said when I had some young people, and I said, when you close your eyes and you picture God, what do you see? And he had typed all that out. And I said the number one answer was nothing, which this guy was a youth pastor who asked the question. Well, he said it sent a shiver down his spine. He's like, what? How, how is this possible? And so he was. He said he remembers that conversation we had on, on a previous podcast. But he's like, well, but what are the verses that you're getting that line of thinking? Like when a person is trying to serve, especially a young person, an invisible God. And so that was the question, which I thought we kind of covered that on the podcast. I mean, we might, I think we were quoting the verses, but not giving them. But off the top of my head, and then y'all can give a couple. 
you know, I think about Colossians 1 where it says Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if you close your eyes and picture God, you see some form of a human that was from, you know, the Middle East, who if you tie in the Isaiah passage, which is where it said he wasn't, Appealing no as beauty a, or majesty that we should attract us to him. Yeah, right. so you get the idea. Where is that Isaiah? Because he asked for 53. verses fifty-three. Isaiah fifty-three. So he he was an average-looking. Yeah, there was nothing Jewish. special. Actually, about it yeah. goes on to say, like one from whom men hide their faces, they would turn away from him like that. I thought that might have meant when he died, but I think it, it, I think he was that was in the description of. You know when he was crucified, which well, we're right. going to talk about later. But, yeah, yeah, because he he was very marred and disfigured from all the you know everything. But it happened. does say, well, when the when the chapter fifty three starts, that he didn't have beauty or the appearance of, of majesty. Yeah, that attract. That's right. And so, and then the John one, seven, no beauty or majesty to attract us. Nothing in his appearance. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. What yeah. verse is that specific? Isaiah 53, 3. Yeah. 53, 2. He was despised, rejected by men, man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Phew. That's so that's a, what I... When scary I, read. When somebody said, close your eyes and picture God, I'm going to picture a Jewish average-looking man yeah. from the Middle East doing these things. You know, once I went to Israel... And physically, nothing stood out about him. Once I went to Israel, I really had a better visual image then. I don't think he was the the blonde-haired... I know he wasn't. European-looking... Well, not based on what we just read. (laughs) But I would also say that it's okay... The the ones you see in people's living rooms. It's okay to imagine, when you close your eyes, to imagine the red letters of the Bible because that is the image... Of the invisible God speaking, you are so you, that you can get a John physical... one. He is the Word, you know, mm-hmm. and the Word was spoken. So that's, that's a good way it's of looking exactly at it. Exactly what I was going to read, and so then in verse seventeen of chapter one, he says, "No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, you know, Jesus has made Him known or explained Him." So those are the verses I would use. I don't know if y'all have any other. I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think that's. The idea of nothing, from our perspective, but God is everything. So, it's it's a mind bender to think about the bigness of God. You know, hmm. in terms of just without time, without space, without anything. Which that's why it is important to to zero in on the human God, Jesus, hmm. because it's the only thing we can really relate to. I mean, even the Holy Spirit, we have a hard time describing. I mean, we talk about His fruit, we talk about His work, we talk about Him being. In connection with our spirit, but it, like Jesus said, remember, was it to Nicodemus in, in John three? It was like you know, explaining the Holy Spirit is like explaining the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, where does it start? Where does it end? Mm-hmm. How does it blow? You know, that's he made that comparison. And it's, well, it's you difficult. might be right. I think it's a difference in. I mean, I think because I always go back to the marriage. You know, my wife. I don't. You know, if I, I've seen her, so I can picture. But what's more of the draw is, because there's a lot of good-looking women or appealing women, you could see a picture, 
and say, oh, that is the woman of my dreams. Well, that's a little shallow. <laughs> you think? Yeah, that could, be, that could have a treble hook in it. So my point is... Her slain are a mighty throng. Yeah. I think that's why I brought up the red letters. Once you experience Jesus, which is what I always, when I'm sharing with an atheist... I might do the close your eyes, what do you think of God? And they'll usually say, Oh, it's just a made up story or it's a it's a narrative that people come up with that they wanna believe is true. It it's like uh, the story is is made up, but since you it they put it back on you, you want it to be true. So it's true according to you. And we think it's when you hogwash. <laughs> you know, so I, I was going to say, you know what? I can't, it's hard for me to relate my experience with my wife. But once I got around her, well, then that picture meant a lot more. Because I'm thinking of all the experience, her personality, the things she says. And so that's kind of how this works. You get a visual image of who. God is well. He he became a man. So he, and then you tie that in with the red letters, which is more the experience that you get mm-hmm. to have. Well, then the picture becomes more vibrant. Then then you look up and you got your hand raised, and you know you're getting choked up about <laughs> about singing about it. I mean, because it's it, and that's the experience that they can't see until they participate in it. So you're trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't believe in God. Well, how, how do you do it? Well, I've never read about this kind of person, ever. All the reading I've ever done, I read all the world's religions. I've never read. Oh, outside of Jesus? Outside of Jesus. Yeah. I've never read about an individual like this. Me one, neither. No. Ever. Yeah, well, that's Not what stood close. out. That's what I'm doing sitting here. <laughs> I, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, well, let me give you a little <laughs> example about the idolatry, turning duck hunter into idolatry. An hour ago, we were sitting down here in the woods in the middle of nowhere in a duck blind. We had the brothers there with us, mm-hmm. all brothers. Yep. We were sitting there. If there was a heathen in the bunch, he would be. He would stand out. <laughs> and would just it, it, might, it might be talked to. Well, he, 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 he would just be listening. I'll be talking to you, but right. I'm really hoping, Directional he's, dialogue, hoping yeah. he's listening, and they are. Right. So in the duck blind, so you say, so what did you end up doing? An hour ago, an hour later, we're seated here. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Right. Someone said, what I'm saying to you is that this thing about idolatry, if you do some things that's, and you're not in a church building, it's not not a good way to look at the entire picture. What goes on today happened to be Wednesday. We're sitting here talking about Jesus. You say, so what do you call that? You call that, with the people who are listening to my voice right now, a worship service. <laughs> Here it is. We you might say, even well, taste Where's the light show and the... And the, and the, and the, the fog the, machine? <laughs> no, no, I can't Let's, sing. <laughs> Let's take another break. So one of the things uh, we talk about on here, one of our uh, sponsors is a, a company called Keeps.com, mm-hmm. and uh, to help people hang on to their hair... They have the greatest marketing campaign ever. They went to the hairiest men on the planet <laughs> and said, hey, you want to keep your hair? Listen to these guys. Because <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> I think you're right. And it's interesting because really all the way back to Duck Dynasty, it was always about 
a lot of hair and a lot of beard. You know, that was kind of mm-hmm. the the marker for us. So, anyway, I guess if so, you want to, if for keeps, if you want to look like us, then you need to check these. Well, guys they're just out. saying these are the possibilities <laughs> right. by using their product. Exactly. Look, look, here are our three live mannequins. <laughs> the hairy. The version. good thing is, <clears throat> you can do this from your house. You just go online. Uh, you you know answer all the questions they've got for you. They'll deliver it straight to your door, so you don't have to go anywhere to do this or pay you know a bunch of expensive stuff. It's keeps dot com k e e p s dot com slash door, and you're going to get fifty percent off your first order of their hair loss treatment. So it's keeps dot com slash door, and look like us. Well, and there's there's another question out of this. I think we should ask that was in that same line and and we can explain it to the audience someone asked can you explain the significance and interpretation of taking communion um which i think fits in going that ties in with what i was going to say when i said i can't sing but at the same time i can't help but sing right now it's annoying to my wife but she (laughs) chuckles this is at our house because she can sing she she's I mean, amazing. She, she's like a you know, she's what's one of the five reasons that I thought I must try to marry this woman. I heard her sing for the first time, and I thought, "Yep, yeah, that's her." I just <laughs> I, I was moved. I thought, "Whoa, <laughs> wow!" And now I mean, it's been such a good thing that I can be involved in because. I noticed that all you got to do to be involved in singing is love Jesus. Right. Because then you can't help it. That's right. And so... Which I, is got, was our point. We're talking about the joy. If if you've got that sort of joy, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that makes you happy. To, I mean, yeah. you know, that's so what music is about. Well, when I was a teenager, I was scared to sing for the first couple of years of my Christian faith because I thought someone would hear me. And, the, and I'm standing right next to them. Right. So I thought, this is going to be embarrassing for them. But somewhere in there, uh, I lost that. And I didn't go to size level where he's singing louder than everyone. Size so got a zone, about 10 pews around him that's, you know. And uh, unlike his vehicles, keys are optional to sell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's just, he's going to rail. But what I was going to say I is. I say size sings in the key of off, you know. I think the Lord's Supper has been. Awesome during the coronavirus when we we didn't meet, I guess for a couple months at least probably three months. Three months. So we encourage people to take it at home. Oh, and we would have like some worship and like a video and yeah, you know, it's just fascinating. My wife and I a couple times. It was just us. Just it seemed more meaningful. Not that it wasn't before, but it's something about taking it out of the ritual setting because it never should have been in a ri- ritual right. you know, I, I'm not saying they did it. I, I did it myself. You get in the habit of doing something over and over and it loses its luster. Well, it, just, it becomes a cra- piece of cracker and and you know fruit of the vine, which is what I was going to say. I so it started, it's, the, the concept first started, I think, that Jesus implemented at the Last Supper, which was actually a Passover meal. They recorded, Matthew, Mark, and Luke recorded that, but John didn't. Right. And so you look back and you see, basically he was saying, "This is the I'm the Passover lamb. You know, the next... That, that was the shadow of what right. happened in Exodus. Which with, was the idea that blood, sacrifice of blood, is what brought salvation to the Jews. And so he was basically saying, once I go to the cross... 
then I'm going to be the Passover lamb. Therefore, we're going to eat this bread because my body is represented in the bread. Yep. And then they drank the, the fruit of the vine. It was like, well, this represents the blood that I'm going to shed. So yep. that implemented it. Then Paul tells us what in 1 Corinthians 11, then he instituted yep. it uh, to the church. This is why we do yep. this. We and do this I drink. love it because it says that we take it in a worthy manner, which somewhere somebody got the idea that that means stoically and rigidly. Right. But, you know, worthy Because manner, in the context of the Corinthian church, they were having a meal together and worshiping and talking about oh, God yeah. and all that. And then they would stop and they would recognize you know, what Christ had done for. But he also so, brought but up the fact... there were people getting drunk. I mean, like... That's right. <laughs> he brought up the fact that some people couldn't get past the wine and the cracker. Yeah. Well, look... You and they think, weren't sharing you, it with other people. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, you're having all these... This group wouldn't share with this some other group. Wow. Has that changed today? It has not. No. Some of the brothers were, were... When they heard the Christians talking about that, what are you doing? We said, we're eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus. They they accused him of being cannibalistic and I don't know what all. Yeah, I mean, look, it is scary at first. I mean, because look, when I came to the Lord, I was a skeptic, and that's because when I I saw y'all, I mean, okay, but then I was like, this this things can't be real. This is crazy stuff I ever heard. But as I studied, I began to experience Jesus. But that was one of the things that bothered me a little bit because I thought, you know. We're gonna take a cracker and drink some juice. Like that's gonna do something. Because oh, I was thinking, it's a wonderful thing. Well, I know, but when I was young <laughs> in the faith, I didn't yeah. get it. I mean, I was just a young. I, I thought it seemed silly to me. I I just thought, why why are we doing this? Which I just didn't get it. Look, fast forward that as I grew in the faith, and I'm thinking about Jesus as that crackers. Crackling, cracking in my mouth and yep. of his body being broken. I have a whole different yeah. response here. It's a very weird thing. I mean, listen to what the <laughs> Apostle Paul, y'all talked about the Corinthians. Is not the cup of thanksgiving, in other words, the, the blood, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? Uh, and is not the bread that we break a participation, a participation in the in the body of Christ? To be able to participate, or let me put it this way: in order to be a participant, <laughs> you have to have your faith in Jesus, His blood that was shed. If you start reading through this Bible, every time you come up on an issue, Al, it always ends up with the thing that is of first importance. Yep. The Apostle Paul, that's 1 Corinthians 10, and he's talking about that and what pagans do. And out there, you're eating a big meal, you'll say, he said, it won't, won't work there. But uh, you had a good point, Phil. And not we're only we're is one it... body. We all partake of the one loaf. We who are many are one body. And it's a thing about solidarity, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But when he, yeah. when the sons and daughters of God meet... <clears throat> To them, it it should be at all times a very uh, something you what, want it so- sobering. Uh, you, it's well, it's something it's you stink- want to do. Yeah. It, it, it's By a- the way, Thanksgiving. You know, I don't know whether it re- actually came that. I mean, the last Thursday was Thanksgiving, but this right here says. I mean, I think that probably spun off of taking communion on Sundays. Probably Thanksgiving, the day of Thanksgiving that. 
you know, the, well, the country decided well to Could do have. Yep. But what I think, I'm sure, you made, yeah. you, Phil made a good point, because it's not just about Jesus' body breaking. It's about the body coming together That's it. to do it together yep. to celebrate. And uh, let's take one last break. And that's why we've always done it. I mean, our tradition is always we do it every week, every time we meet. By the way, it's, I, I don't have an issue if someone says they have an any meal at any time during the week. And I so agree. let's just stop Because here. I think the first century church, we know they were meeting every day. Yep. They were breaking bread, it says. They were worshiping. And so I'm sure they were taking it more than just once a, once a week. I, yeah, upon is, the first day of the week, we came to break bread. Right. And it says there. There's one time in Acts I that think Paul most says churches do it once a month. We do it every week. Some do it once a quarter. I mean, and everybody makes a big deal about it. Like, cause, or how cause often you should do it. Traditions are different. Right. It doesn't matter. No. I, I think I would do it. I, I just, based on what I'm reading. Because you're representing Jesus and you're and you're you're being a team player in the body of Christ. Yep. I would do it more frequently than less infre- frequently. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I just that's my position. Right now, and we've always people, believed that people I've discussed that with. They said, "Well, we want to make it special." Right. To me, it's supposed to be special every time. But yeah. I did I did say I didn't I was taking it for granted to my own detriment when when. The coronavirus made me realize, oh, this is really a special moment. Yeah. Which made me think we should be more creative in maybe how that is distributed. Well, part week. of the problem is like dad's group, <clears throat> especially before coronavirus, they were having a meal together. People were at tables, and it really was yeah. a lot more first century style, the That's way right. you're doing the communion. The problem is most we actually churches, did that. We had a meal and during the meal it Until the coronavirus it. came along, then we thought, well, <laughs> well, then you're trying to you a little, know, little risky here. Right. That much fat handling food right, and all of right, that. Right. So we said, well, let's just wait a while. But it, originally, and I think we'll go back to that. It was just a few of the brothers said, "Why don't we?" A lot of people don't have a meal. Right. You know what's they, funny they about that, a, Phil? I mean, the homeless among us. Yeah, I was going to say you're number one person that when that when you completely disrupted how your Sunday mornings work. Your number one person visitor was the homeless. That's right. Because you that, had food. That, that's food. That's that, right. They got food down there. <laughs> well, for the homeless, they were like, we're going to do what? And I said, we're going to remember Jesus in the middle of all this. So we'd have a big meal and everybody's eating. And then after about probably 25, 30 minutes, okay, let's remember Jesus. And it was already on the table. It wasn't like somebody going around. It was already on the table. We just said, well, I'll tell you what we did. We did exactly what Jesus said do. In in the midst of a meal, he said, "This is my blood, which was given for you, and drink it." Right. He basically was saying, "Remember me. Right. Don't remember me now. Remember this. And what then, this is for." WFR at our it's a reminder at our instrumental service. We would set up stations and have a time where people would go and and communicate with each other. Like it's re- really neat. The problem is like with it. most churches are just like ours; they're front to back. They're pews. They're, you're meant to, you look at the back of a person's head, yep. and it's all about whoever's up front. Seated at tables is way better. So what I'm saying hey, is, I've always said, whoever so invented, structured. Look, whoever invented the pew was from the devil. <laughs> 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 well, they, one thing is for I sure. I mean, you you're looking at the back of everyone in front of you. You're looking at the back of their head. It's just a so hard. It's not to, very conducive yeah. to interaction. It's Let's not. sit on a board. And the ones behind you, the, the ones behind you, you. you, you 
you can't get around <laughs> to see them. Yeah. So you're locked into a row. You do have the privilege of looking immediate right. You see this person, immediate left, usually a family member, but then the family members play out and they keep – but it's you're right. I mean, it's not a very it's the cathedral. It's mentality. not a constructive Look, thing. It, it for makes good it, Christian interaction, yeah, pews and, and The first time right. I visited, there was a church pretty close. I'm for getting uh, rid of all pews, <laughs> <Me> replacing <laughs> them with tables where people are seated around having a meal and talking it Let's over. Let's start a campaign. Stop in the middle of it. Have the Lord's supper and then proceed. Look, do it. <laughs> Get the, rid of the pews. Do it in the winter time. Burn <laughs> the pews in the parking lot. That That's may be right. too right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll wind up. Maybe have a bonfire. Fox News if we do that. <laughs> Just yeah. They're rioting well, in the church parking lot. I've got lot. good yeah. news for y'all. Burn the pews. We're getting rid of our pews at WFR. That's are you really? How'd are. you push that through? We got it pushed through because they're just, they, they're antique. They're all broken. They're, everything's wanna, pushed. That's still a bonfire in the parking lot. I think, I think we're going to sell the pews them, are falling apart. Well, that's Look. the main thing. They're 40 years old. And they, well, they're they're, they've get been the Wilson Weenies out. Have a church-wide. All right, our audience has heard it. All right, go back and tell your preacher, burn the pews. Burn the pews. Yeah, that's you Look, what, no, what I, are they talking about? When I went to visit the church right down the road, they said, "Oh, they got good worship." You know, the guy uh, Duckman was working there. He's like, "Oh man, it's unbelievable." But in his description of what I was going to experience, he said, "Stadium cushion." chairs <laughs> <laughs> and look i perked up i said i'm in on that that's what we're going to the so the restrictive nature it's still not going to help it's still why it still won't help overall i don't know who gained it, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as jay said it's of the devil but it, you may be right dude well what happens is think about it, you go back to the speaking of communion so you got a you know two thousand years of Christianity in a lot of different formats through the years. You get in the Middle Ages. There was a, the doctrine early on that said, and if you didn't believe this, you were excommunicado. I mean, it's they'd kick you out or, or, or hurt you back well, in the day. I just got that, kicked that, out of a lot of them for saying burn the pig. Well, I know. Okay. So, but, but that literally the bread becomes flesh, and literally the fruit of the vine turns into blood. Yeah. So for for a few hundred years, that was the doctrine. And so, and if you said, well, no, this is just representative. It's just a symbol of the, they were like, no, no, no. It somehow magically, divinely becomes that. Yeah. And so you can imagine what that did. To, you're talking about trying to evangelize people. How, how do you explain that to the visitor? Yeah, we're going to actually eat flesh and drink blood today. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why I said I had the most problem so, with that. It tied in with John 6. I was like, oh, this is weird. But you know what I was going to say is a lot of people, I mean, we, the reason that Christianity is such a turnoff to them is, is y'all remember the house church experience at our church, you know, what was it 30 years ago? Because mm-hmm. there's more in here about churches meeting in homes that's than correct. there are just buildings. Because that's the way it was that's... the first 300 years. First, and so when first you... church building didn't come along until 300. That's so correct. look, when you start making fun of me, saying, oh, Jesus, it's burning the peas. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> all right, well, how, first of all, how are you going to get that pew in your house? You ain't going. You can't even turn sideways. You'd have to cut it in half <laughs> and put it back. What? Right? Yeah. The pews that where we're at, they're so long. Oh, no, they're they're. You're not. They're there's not a house long. in the world that would hold one of these. <laughs> and my point is that that's what it 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 has to feel more like a house church because were they successful? Yeah. Yes. You have a meal. There wasn't some traditional. 
artificial rulemaking policy about what exactly is going on. You're focused on Jesus and each other, which is what the Lord's Supper does, which is what we were doing during the coronavirus. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, Acts chapter 16, verse 3. My fellow workers in Christ Jesus, they risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Well, it, it means something, and just off the top of my head, I'll just give you why you're there, Jace, because I want people to understand this. This is critical. Uh, over there in the last few verses of Colossians, Colossians 4, give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. They're well, meeting in homes. They're meeting in homes, and uh, I like old Philemon, to Philemon, my, that's in between Hebrews and Second uh, Timothy. They'll find To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets you in your home. Now, look, that's just right off the bat, about three. So get out of my face. You say, what are y'all doing? <laughs> y'all going to church today? He said, we're meeting at the house. They're like, what? He said, meeting at the house this morning. We're going to meet in the house. They're like, What's interesting is it's a, it'd be a hard sale. What's interesting is the coronavirus. What are you though, doing? The coronavirus really kind of flipped that on its head because most people yeah. are meeting in their homes. It was actually a positive. One yeah, of the I few think it was positives. Few positives, and the, it's helped helped us. If too. the persecution gets to a point, it's going to be pretty rude in the next four years. We always have the option. They say, but you, we're going to stamp it out. We won't allow them to do this and that and the other thing in the church building. But you're down here on the riverbank inside my living room in there. And it takes a locked gate and there's weaponry in every location around there. You say, what are y'all doing here? You got some of your neighbors. So there's about 15 of us in there. We're remembering Jesus by drinking his blood and eating his flesh. You say, how are you going to snap that out? They don't know that's going on inside your house down on the riverbank. Now, they know where the church buildings are and they say, target them. These people in California, they don't understand that we're never going away. The yep. kingdom of God's always going to be here. I think that's what the Bible says. All these people in red China, Al, there's oh, yeah. hundreds of millions that are sons and daughters of God. You say, well, how are they functioning? Very well, but they're in their basements, yep. and they're in their homes, and they're whispering the scriptures and barely chanting a little song from time to time. That's right. No pews. No but pews. It's, no, no pews, pews but it's still there. All right, that's my little rant on that. <laughs> All right, we got to go. All right. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.